0: Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thanks for joining us at XM.com for the weekly outlook. I'm Cristina Marujos, and joining me today is Lead Investment Analyst at Raf Boyajian. It's good to see you, Rafi. We'll be having a look at the upcoming week, which is going to be quite busy with two central bank meetings and of course a lot of data releases so let's get right to it starting with the Reserve Bank of Australia which meets on Tuesday it will be interesting to see Rafi how policymakers address the weak inflation data we saw recently are we likely to see any change in policy and how could that affect the Aussie?
1: Well, christian we're not expecting uh, any changes from the rba uh so perhaps the 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 bank's quarterly projections that's due uh, a few days later on friday might attract uh, a bit more attention uh, now i'm glad you mentioned the, the inflation data because uh, although we did see inflation ticking up uh, in the first quarter of this year uh, it's still well below the RBA's uh, target band of two to three percent and the numbers overall were far weaker than expected. Uh, And uh, more importantly, core inflation was uh, very low. In fact, one of the measures of core inflation hit a record uh, all time low. Uh, So it will be interesting to see how the RBA, uh, how worried the RBA will be uh, about uh, core inflation remaining so weak. Uh, Overall though, the the Australian economy hasn't been doing too badly. In fact, uh, the labour market has been recovering much faster uh, than uh, anyone expected. Uh, so we could, in fact, see growth projections perhaps being revised slightly up, um, even if inflation forecast perhaps might get revised a bit uh, lower. Um, now, uh, despite this uh, decent rebound, we could yet see the rba extending its qe program later uh, in the year Uh, and uh, for now we have those weak inflation numbers uh, to warrant uh, a dovish stance on tuesday Uh, australia also has been rather slow on the vaccine front uh, and we we do have a spike in virus cases in in the region such as in india and in japan so that might also uh, warrant uh, some caution out of the RBA on Tuesday. Uh, so if we do see uh, a dovish tone once again from the RBA, that could weigh on the Aussie. On the whole though, uh, we shouldn't, we're probably not going to see a huge reaction in the forex markets uh, for the May policy meeting.
0: Now let's stay in the central bank theme for a little bit because markets are anticipating a brighter economic summer for the UK with a successful vaccination program going flawlessly so far which, of course, has paved the way for a gradual reopening of the economy. Is this optimism likely to be echoed in the Bank of England, which meets on Thursday?
1: So, like TRB, we're going to have new... Projections from Bank of England on Thursday. Uh, And uh, as you said, you mentioned the flawless vaccine rollout and the reopening. So, all of that will probably lead to an upward revision in the GDP forecast by the bank uh, next week. Uh, Now, inflation in the UK has also been somewhat weaker than uh, expected uh, as well. Uh, So, again, that signifies there's no rush to tighten monetary policy. However, uh, given the strong PMIs we saw for April and the fact that the UK does remain on track to reopen its economy and it's ahead of the, the most, uh, most of its competitors in terms of the vaccination uh, programme. Uh, so the, the outlook is looking very strong for the UK economy in the second quarter. Uh, and there is speculation that the Bank of England uh, might uh, next week uh, announce a reduced pace of asset purchases. We saw from the Bank of Canada uh, earlier this month that the Bank of Canada uh, has become one of the first central banks to reduce its QE and we could get the same from the bank. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to end the QE anytime soon. In fact, there's still a chance that the Bank of England could extend uh, its QE beyond 2021. Uh, But for now, given the the brighter economic outlook uh, we could see some moderation in the pace of QE and that will probably boost the pound Uh, now there's a few risks to have in mind for the UK in fact they're mainly political risks because uh, of course although we got a Brexit deal there's still some problems with that deal uh, and the current agreement in fact is causing problems uh, with trade not only with the EU but also between uh, Britain and Northern Ireland Uh, and so that It could lead to problems down the line, Uh, but more importantly, uh, specifically uh, about next week, we've got the Scottish uh, parliamentary elections coming up and we're also going to have local elections in England uh, as well. Uh, And and there's a good chance that pro-independence parties in Scotland will gain a majority uh, and that will... Um, basically, strengthened the independence voice in Scotland. Uh, now, if we do see something, you know, uh, that being the outcome of next week's elections, uh, that could potentially hurt the pound. Uh, also, uh, as far as the local elections in England are concerned, there's uh, the Boris Johnson's government is uh, at the moment uh, there's a lot of sleaze, sleaze allegations against his party and him specifically as well. Uh, so we're going to. So if we do see. Uh, the Conservatives not doing too well in the local elections, that could be a sign that those sleaze allegations are starting to hurt uh, his popularity.
0: Mm, I see. Now, let's turn to the data and have a look at the US. Nonfarm payrolls for April are out on Friday. Farm markets are anticipating another stellar report, Rafi. Do you think this will push the US dollar even higher?
1: Well, we probably uh, will see some reaction from the jobs report as usual, but uh, given what we heard from the Fed uh, in the past week, uh, that once again, uh, Jerome Powell reaffirmed uh, the Fed's stance that they're nowhere near, talking about uh, tapering uh so any reaction will probably be rather muted uh so we are expecting another strong report uh, we could see uh, perhaps nfp gain of uh, 1 million or maybe just under 1 million uh, and probably unemployment rate falling below six uh, percent uh, and so obviously a stronger than expected uh, report will probably lead to a bit of a spike in treasury yields uh, but on the whole uh, given that the fed isn't um, likely to change course anytime soon, uh, even if you do get a stellar report, uh, it's probably going to have not a huge impact uh, uh, in the currency markets.
0: Mm. And now staying on the data front, we also have jobs report out of Canada and New Zealand this upcoming week. What should we expect from these numbers and are the Looney and kiwi likely to gain on that?
1: Well, it's been a good run for the Looney following that Bank of Canada policy meeting uh, and recent data from Canada has been rather strong. The labour market has recovered much faster than expected. Uh, however, uh, for the April jobs report from Canada, it will probably be weaker than the, uh, the previous ones. Uh, in April, we did see new lockdowns uh, in some regions of Canada. Uh, so this could have uh, this probably have caused a bit of a setback uh, in the recovery. However, Canada has been catching up on the vaccination front. Uh, in fact, now it's ahead of the EU. Um, and so basically the outlook is looking much better. So uh, it's uh, probably uh, we probably won't be getting lockdowns after these ones. Uh, and uh, so investors will probably shrug off uh, any disappointing uh, jobs numbers out of Canada. Uh, The the only concern is that perhaps we could see some profit taking for the loonie from a weak report, uh, given the the strong gains it's had in recent days. Now turning to New Zealand, uh, we're also going to get the job numbers uh, there as well. Uh, Now we did see some weakening in the economic uh, data earlier this year because we had some lockdowns in New Zealand as well, but uh, things should have started to improve from uh, March. Uh, Now it's going to be difficult though to get the full picture uh, from the quarterly jobs data because New Zealand publish, publishes quarterly uh, numbers uh, so uh, it's going to be might be a bit hard to see how how much of a strong rebound there was in March however uh, if we do see much stronger than expected uh, drop in the unemployment rate uh, then uh, that would be a sign that things did start to recover the, the economy did start to pick up uh, after the lockdowns ended towards the end of the uh, first quarter. Uh, But if we do see uh, a weak uh, unemployment rate, then that would probably be a sign that uh, the the lockdowns had a much greater impact than anticipated. Uh, Now, as far as the New Zealand dollar is concerned, it has benefited from the weaker uh, US dollar. So uh, if we do see uh, more concrete data coming through, then that rebound uh, should probably uh, strengthen.
0: Rafi, thank you for joining me today. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.